A quick warning, this episode contains discussions around suicide. If you need help, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14. The 11th of February 2022. Dolly's death has really hit a nerve. Possibly greatest weapon in bullying is, 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 is social media. From news.com.au. I'm Andrew Buckalo and I've got news for you. One in five Aussie children experience bullying, and that's a stat that has very real consequences. Each year, more than 300 young people in Australia take their own lives, with at least another 100 attempting suicide. In today's episode, we'll meet a mum who lost her 14-year-old daughter as a result of bullying, and she'll reveal how her family is coping four years on. I don't think the loss of a child ever gets any easier. I think we grow around our grief and we learn to manage. I don't think the grief diminishes by any stretch of the imagination. That mum, Kate Everett, has since set up a charity in her daughter's name to change the culture of bullying in Australia. She'll tell us about the work that's been done and what other changes are needed to keep our kids safe. We'll be back in just a moment. The death of schoolgirl Dolly Everett in 2018 shocked Australia. The 14-year-old took her own life on her family's cattle station in the Northern Territory after being a victim of bullying both online and in person at her boarding school. Her father, Tick, and her mother, Kate, who carried her daughter's ashes today, very bravely spoke to the media, calling for change. Please just talk to your children and anybody else and remember, speak even if your voice shakes. So stop bullying and be kind and do it for Dolly. Her parents have since made it their mission to make sure no other family has to go through what they have. They've set up a charity called Dolly's Dream, which is committed to changing the culture of bullying. Kate Everett joins me now. Kate, are you comfortable if I ask some questions about Dolly? Um, we'll see how we go. Okay. Um, when did you first realise that Dolly was getting bullied by other students? Yeah, look, it, it was in her first um, first year away. There were there were issues, and um, you know, at the time they were just disregarded as sort of schoolyard banter, and um, you know. I, it was just sort of written off as, as as kids being kids and boys being boys and and um, yeah. What sort of things were they physically like uh, attacking Dolly, or were they? Was it just words, nasty messages, pictures? Yes, nasty. Look, there's there's a combination, you know. Um, name calling, um, using inappropriate language. Um, you know, uh, then in in group chats where you know they would um, say mean things or or leave her out or mm. you know, and it was just and it was just part of a, a poor culture, I guess. Um, you know, there were and look, it, go, it goes on, but um, and and then towards the end, yes, it did it did get physical and. Um, you know, as a parent, I wish I wished I'd changed a thousand things, but I, um, I, you know, when this is the unfortunate part of boarding school um, for for so many rural families, you you're putting 
your child's welfare in, in the hands of someone else. So we have to have complete faith in our schooling systems um, when it comes to that. What effect did the bullying have on Dolly? Did you see her change as a person? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she... Um, um, oh, look, this is this is stuff that we have on our website as well. You know, withdrawn changes in friend group, um, changes in, in schooling, um, changes in interests or losing interest in things that once, you know, were, were a passion. Um, so, yeah, there were there were so many signs and, you know, we've spoken about that um, last year around um, our Seven Signs of Bullying campaign and, um, you know, look, looking back, we, we, we probably did miss them as parents. After... Dolly's death, did you hear from any of the kids who bullied her? No. No. It's been four years now, Kate. Does it get any easier? I don't think the loss of a child um, ever gets any easier. I think we grow around our grief and we learn to manage I don't think the grief diminishes by any stretch of the imagination. Um, And, you know, it it comes in waves. It's, it's, you know, there's there's days people, I'm sure, meet us and think this family have never been through anything. Um, But then they don't see us sit at the dinner table and have silences that, you know, another voice should feel so... Yeah, it. You know, have have we grown? Um, definitely. Have we have we had something to focus on? Definitely. Um, but that that hole will always be there. In just a moment, we'll speak to Kate about the Dolly's Dream charity and find out what changes she'd like to see made to prevent cyberbullying. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Kate, after Dolly's death, you and your husband set up a charity called Dolly's Dream. Uh, What can you tell me about it? We started it with the idea that it would be committed to changing the culture of bullying by addressing the impacts through education um, and offering direct support to young people and families. You've travelled all over the country with Dolly's Dream. Have you been shocked at how widespread the problem of bullying is? Absolutely. Look, in... You know, um, in in the weeks after we lost Dolly, I guess you think you're alone. It's very easy to believe that you're alone in a battle of any sort. And um, I guess in those early days, we were completely shocked at, you know, the tidal wave of messages and, and support and pick up that the messaging that, you know, the simple be kind messaging um, really had. And, and that's continued. I mean, I've spoken at schools and we speak at community events and it's just incredible to hear other people's stories and how there hasn't been any change. Um, so I guess that's 
what keeps us going. Are you getting emails, messages from parents and kids every day just talking about how this problem is affecting them? Look, in yes. Yes, in in the early days there were so many, and obviously we've we've set up our structure a little bit differently now. And I'm not personally dealing with those messages every day now. Um, it's it has to be like that. I'm not a counsellor. I'm mm. a I'm a mum with an experience. Um, so, uh, but look, yes, there's parents reach out, grandparents, carers. Um, you know, there's there's every combination that you can think of um, are reaching out for advice and you know even schools the schools that are really wanting to change or know that they have issues and and you know they're, they're looking for the best type of future for our kids and you know it's just part and parcel of what we keep growing into Dolly's dream and you know we keep saying that education is the only way forward and you know as fast as as fast as you can build something, though, you know, there's, there's new technology and new apps and new ways around what we've already done. But I guess, you know, most of um, what we look at is definitely educating families on how to be a, a good online citizen. So much happens online that wouldn't wouldn't happen face-to-face. You recently spoke at a parliamentary inquiry into social media and online safety. Now, you made it clear that you don't believe social media companies are doing enough to protect kids online. What changes would you like to see made? Um, Look, I think just really basic stuff on, on how to report issues. You know, tech companies have to be aware that... Um, you know, it might say over 13 or over 16 or whatever, um, that that matters very little. You know, peer, peer pressure with kids will, you know, have them down to a, as young as eight or nine having Snapchat. And, mm. you know, I, I just think that they need to be aware and be responsible. But, you know, re- definitely the reporting. Um, if there is younger users, how do we... How do we build it in that it is, you know, they're using it at the highest... At the highest security setting and stuff like that. Yeah, it defaults to the highest security, not the lowest security. Mm. Um, You know, so you've got every country. Um, How do we make it easier to report? How do we make it easier to identify those younger users and keep it at a, a level that is safe for them? How do we default to the highest security settings? Um... Things, yeah, they're just off the top of my head. They're some of the things that I'd like to see. What are some good resources for anyone listening, perhaps a kid listening who is being bullied or a parent who suspects that their child is being bullied? What are some good resources they can check out to help? We've spent four years putting together um, our parent hub on Dolly's Dream. It is absolutely full of articles on dealing with a lot of these situations. Obviously, if it's in a school environment, I encourage kids to speak up, to please tell a parent or, you know, a trusted teacher to raise the, the issue with their school. Um, just speak speak up about it. And last year, I actually ran a marathon and um raised money to get our helpline off the ground. Um, so we have a Dolly's Dream support line that is dedicated to helping 
families, um, you know, parents and children and specialises in, in that bullying area. So they're, they're very, very focused on child mental health. Um, so that's one of our, our resources as well. Kate, how do you think we can open up the conversation around child bullying and youth mental health? Look, it's such a difficult conversation to have anything to do with mental health. You know, there's such a stigma around it. I'd like families to address it. Like we don't wait till, you know, with, with a physical illness like a cut or a burn. You don't, you don't wait till you've got an infection before you go and seek medical help. So I think that needs to be the same with mental health. And um, you don't need to be on a mental health plan before you go, oh, my God, I need help. Um, you know, our services are there to get you unbogged. Um, you know, we're really focused on rural families and remote families that don't have access to services like our city counterparts. And I guess that's where we where we use that um you know, bush terminology, why would you wait until you're completely bogged before you ask for help? If you're on a dirt road and you're losing traction, call for help now. So um, I guess just trying to remove some of the stigma around um, around needing help, you know, it's building kids up to ask for help confidently and it's only going to help them out in adulthood. We have business coaches and sports coaches, why is it such a big thing to have, you know, a, men- a mental health coach as such? So I guess just breaking down some of that those barriers that we've kind of, you know, built up. And for parents too, you know, if you have a, a child with ADD, parents talk about it. But if parents have got a child with a mental health issue, they build up walls around them as well. Just reach out and ask. There are services and we care so deeply about them. Please just reach out to them and get help, you know, before it's a massive issue. The number of that support line Kate mentioned is 0488 881 We'll be back in just a moment with a look at how news.com.au is helping to tackle the problem of youth suicide. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts. Joining me now is news.com.au's editor-in-chief, Lisa Muxworthy. Muxo, news.com.au has launched the Not Alone campaign. What can you tell our listeners about it? Look, Not Alone is a mental health and youth suicide campaign where we will raise awareness about these issues and provide young people with the resources they need to uh, reach out for help. These are not easy subjects to talk about, um, but news.com.au wants young Aussies to know that they're not alone. It's basically an always-on campaign, and so by that I mean we will continuously return to these issues, always cover them and always encourage young people to share their worries. Um, Tragically, suicide is the leading cause of death among young Aussies and um, it's something that we really want to change. 
You know, for everyone listening out there, they might see every now and then headlines featuring suicide stories. And there are actually a lot of rules about how you report on suicide in Australia. I think it's interesting to run through some of them. Muxo, can you talk about that? Yeah, there are a lot of rules. And that is because we have to be careful not to glamorise or glorify death or present suicide as an option for dealing with problems. Um, one of the main rules to avoid is reporting on suicide method and location. Right. Um, and and we will consider the language that we use and make sure we don't sensationalise the issue. And of course, you have to always include uh, support services in every article that we write. So essentially, we follow the Mindframe guidelines, uh, which were developed to support safe and accurate reporting of um, suicide and, and the portrayal and the communication of, of the issues. Now, this Not Alone campaign, it's not just about reporting on suicide, is it? It's also a way to kind of tell young people that there are other options out there and to think about the implications of suicide. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we want to increase community awareness, start a conversation, uh, show young people how to have a conversation with their mates who might be struggling. Um, We will hear tragic stories and we will hear from families um, who will ask, you know, what they could have done differently. Um, But what we want to focus on is the fact that suicide is a tragic waste and it has a devastating impact on others. We'll focus on those who overcame suicide thinking, um, on personal stories that promote hope and basically encourage others to seek help. Before I go, I just thought I'd mention a couple of helplines that are available. Uh, Obviously, there's the Dolly's Dream support line, which I mentioned earlier. And then, of course, there's Lifeline on 13 11 14 and the Suicide Callback Service on 1300 659 467. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'll catch you next time.